The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together, in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday to all of the wonderful listeners of the Bible Podcast. I hope you guys have had a great week. I personally have had one of those weeks where every day feels like Monday. Is anyone with me? (laughs) Maybe I can put a poll over on the Instagram page and say, is this been a Monday, five Mondays in a row? I'm hoping today's different. We're going to break it off. We're going to shake it up and we are going to enjoy our Friday together. I really enjoyed this week reading more about God's purpose for our lives and how to better understand it and work with the Word and work with God to get closer to Him. And I've really enjoyed it. Before we get into it today, if there's someone who you feel like would be blessed from something that you've heard this week on the podcast, I would encourage you to hit that share button wherever it is on your podcast app. Send that over to a friend of yours or a family member who you think would enjoy the show. We're going to get it in Luke chapter 9. Jesus sends out the 12 disciples in verse 1. One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. Herod's Confusion, verse 7. When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about everything Jesus was doing, he was puzzled. Some were saying that John the Baptist had been raised from the dead. Others thought Jesus was Elijah or one of the other prophets raised from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom hear such stories? And he kept trying to see him. Jesus feeds the 5,000, verse 10. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, you feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there are about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and the fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Peter's declaration about Jesus, verse 18. One day, Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and some say that you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. But then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah sent from God. Jesus predicts his death, verse 21. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The son of man may suffer terrible the son of man must suffer many terrible things he said. He will be rejected by the elders and leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, "If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take 
up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the son of man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. The Transfiguration, verse 28. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see, and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep. When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, "'Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials.'" One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, and terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at the time what they had seen. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy, verse 37. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus, and a man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, my only child, and even an evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, You faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, Bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. Jesus again predicts his death. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they couldn't understand it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. The greatest in the kingdom, verse 46. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Using the name of Jesus, verse 49. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, Don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you. Opposition from Samaritans, verse 51. As the time drew near, for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. The cost of following Jesus, verse 57. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return to my home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told 
told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Okay, so this was a long, long chapter. We had a lot of reading that we did there, but I want to just go back and quickly, quickly touch on one point because I don't want this one to get like super out of hand in its length because, you know, I like a, I like a short episode. <laughs> if you hear Eleanor, she's being adorable and cute um, and making noise next to me. At the top of the chapter, Jesus is talking to them about how he is giving them authority and power to cast out demons and heal disease, and that they're supposed to go and do this kingdom of God work without any money, any bag, any sense of security or safety, and that they're supposed to go into these towns with just the clothes on their back, nothing else, and do the work of Jesus there. And then also I wanted to highlight in this section that's titled Jesus Predicts His Death, which is verses 21 through 27. This is the whole section where Jesus is talking to the crowd about, if you want to be my follower, you need to give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. And that if you try to hang on to your own life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for Christ, you will save it. And how you you know, how are you going to benefit? What are you going to gain? And what does it matter if you gain the whole world, but you lose yourself or you're destroyed? That we're not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel. We're not supposed to be ashamed of God and Jesus. And I want to highlight these two things because an important point about living out your purpose for God is to do what the Lord tells you to do and go where he tells you to go. And you may feel unclothed. You may feel unprepared. You may feel like you have nothing but your faith in God. And that's all that you need. And then to go back down into those verses to comfort yourself because giving up your life, even if he's calling you to something that feels outrageous, if he's calling you to move out of the state, but all your family and your friends are in that state that you were in, now you're going to be leaving them and you're going to feel like you're on your own. It doesn't matter what you gain and what your life looks like if you're staying in the place of comfort, if that's not where God has called you to be. Go and follow him, listen to his instruction. And if that means giving up your life, giving up what you think your life should look like, what you think your job should be. None of those things matter if it's not what God wants for you and it's not what he's called for your life. So whatever it is the Lord is telling you to do, I would just charge you to go and listen and obey and do it with a ridiculous level of faith because God is with you. And if he is with you, then no one can be against you. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I hope that you guys have a great weekend. Much love from the Bible podcast. And I hope to see you guys here next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience, and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today, and until next time, much love from The Bible Podcast.